Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Shane Harrington. I'm the student pastor here at Collective Church, and I am uh, excited to uh, be teaching this morning, and uh, I'm excited that you're here. And uh, so over the past few weeks, man, God has just absolutely blessed our church. We have seen some incredible things of just how good God is. We have seen baptisms, we've seen salvations, we've seen people step outside their comfort zone and begin to disciple people the way that God has called us to disciple. We are literally really getting to see the church in true action and in great form. That's a good thing this morning, and it's because God is good. God is good. And so over the past few weeks, we've been kind of looking at some, some basic principles. We've been looking at uh, some foundational issues that our pastor has really been walking us through. And some of those are, you know, hey, how, how am I saved? How do I become saved? How do I get saved? Uh, another thing is, can you lose your salvation, right? We've studied that. We've looked into what baptism, what scriptural baptism really looks like. And so, I was thinking about it, and I was trying to figure out uh, where we really wanted to go as far as this foundational stuff, and really what I wanted to let our church know, the, the new believers, the ones that have been believers for a long time, the ones that are in church, out of church, here is the, the thing for uh, today, and that is that God, he has a purpose for us, and our purpose is sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, that's our ultimate purpose. That is what we are called, that's what we're here for, that's what the church is for, and that's what it looks like. But there's so many of us, there's so many of us that really we allow fear and culture and things to dictate how, when, and where we share the gospel, don't we? If we're really honest with us, uh, with ourselves this morning. And so we kind of we look at some things, and uh, what I would like for us to see today is that uh, we will see that this is Jesus' command to us. This is his command to us. And not only that, but you will see that Jesus' message, absolutely, from the time that he called his first disciple to the time that he ascended into heaven, his message for us never changed. His purpose for us never changed. It's always been the same from the first to now. You with me? You tracking with me this morning, church? All right. So our key passage that we're going to look at today, many of you will be familiar with, and we will look at this, but Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And we will look at this, and most of us know this as the Great Commission, or I like to call it the Great Cause, right? Jesus' cause for us, our, our cause into action. And really, I love that word. I like to call it the Great Cause because Jesus is giving us a cause, right? He's giving us a mission, He's giving us something to take hold of, to have purpose in, to, to live our life by. God, all right, here's the main idea for today. God wants us to share the good news of the gospel with others. This is our ultimate purpose. 
It doesn't mean that it's our only purpose. It doesn't mean that other things aren't good. It doesn't mean that we can't live our life and disciple people. It doesn't mean that we can't live our life and worship. It doesn't mean that we can't use the gifts that God has given us. But our ultimate purpose is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. How are we doing with that this morning? Boy, it's quiet in here. <laughs> right? It's, 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 it's one of those things that we really need to think about, though. When was the last time or ever that you shared the gospel, the good news with someone? That's what we need to think about this morning. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, 18, verse 20. He says this. He said, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always to the end of the age. See, Christ gives us a command there. He gives us a command to go and make disciples. Now, how do you make disciples? Well, first of all, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta share the good news with them. In order for there to be disciples of Jesus, they have to know who Jesus is, right? Y'all with me? You tracking? You tracking along with me? Right, and so you have to, we have to go and make disciples, but how do you make disciples? By sharing, by giving the good news of who Jesus Christ is, what he did for their life, how he defeated death, how he rose again, right? That is it. Hey, listen to this, uh, Shane Pruitt, he put out, he put out this, uh, this survey not long ago, and over 3,000 people responded to it. And I wanna share these results with you. And he was basically uh, asking the question, and this is really gonna give us uh, a sense of urgency this morning. So I want y'all to listen to this. this. This is a survey that Shane Pruitt put out. And this was basically, he was saying, this is when salvations occur. And he was giving us some different ages. Uh, under 13 years old, 48% of those who filled out the survey said they were saved under 13 years old. From age 13 to 18 years old, 29% said that's when they were saved. 19 to 30 years old, 18%, get this, over 30 years old, 5%. This is the urgency in which the church is really needing to be called to share the great good news of Jesus Christ. Listen, if you're in here this morning and you have a story where Jesus saved you after the age of 30, God bless, that's awesome. I'm not saying that God can't save people after 30. That's not the point. The point is the urgency of this. 77% of salvations occur before the age of 18. 77% church, before the age of 18. Before the age of 30, you can do the math, 95%. 95% of salvations occur before the age of 30. Now, when you put that into perspective and you really think about the urgency in which we are to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that should hit you right here. That should make you motivated. That should make you yearn for it. And here's the thing, God has given you all the gifts and abilities you need to do it. Because if you know Jesus Christ is your savior, you have a story. It's your story. Here's the cool thing about your story. Someone can't tell you that that didn't happen to you because it happened to you. 
It's your story. But more important than it being your story, it's his story. Y'all with me this morning? It's his story. And so the, the, the questions that we get into, right, our purpose is to share the good news. And so the question is, how do we do this? This is, as a student pastor that's been in this for, for 12 years, I can tell you this is the biggest question I get from students. I don't know how to share the gospel. I think if we were to poll you guys silently this morning, maybe some of you feel the same way. Maybe you are just afraid because you don't really know how to share the gospel. Fear is the number one reason people don't share the gospel. And the fear results in simply not understanding how to share the gospel. So here's what the Bible says about that. Listen here in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. It says, let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believe that, there was, that it was never true in the first place. Listen to this part. This is important. I passed on to you what was most important and what, you had, also been pa- what had also been passed on to me. Listen to this part. Christ died for our sins. Just as the scripture said he would. He was buried, he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Guys, if you want to know how to share the gospel, that's it. That's it. But you have to, you have, to have that mindset and you have to know like this is how to share the gospel. It was, it was funny, I was asking some people, hey, if, 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 if I was just a new believer and I didn't have a clue who Jesus was, how would you tell me who Jesus is? How would you tell me how to be saved? Well, well, Jesus, Jesus died for your sins. Yeah. Hey, that's great. Good job, right? You got, you got it. All right, what else? Well, he, he saves you. you. You just believe in him, right? But we're forgetting a, a crucial, the, the thing that I kept seeing and hearing is this crucial detail that, listen, Jesus rose from the dead because if he doesn't rise from the dead, he doesn't defeat the death that we deserve. And so Jesus raising from the dead, you gotta know the full story of the gospel. Otherwise, it's not the good news. So we have to be excited about that. And you wanna know how to share the gospel, you gotta know those critical details, right? How do we share it? Jesus died for all your sin. All your sin you're gonna commit, all the sin you have committed, Everyone sins he's paid for, right? And he died and then he rose again and he's coming again. That's the gospel. So when, this is a big one too, right? When do I share the gospel? When do I share it? <clears throat> when the opportunity presents itself. Hey, I wanna remind you this morning that God's been doing some really cool things in our church. Hey, at any point in time during this service, I know this is a little off key, but you can come and pray at any time. Because here's the deal, and we're gonna, get, we're gonna get more into this, but I firmly believe sharing the gospel with someone you have built equitable relationships with increases the chances of this person coming to Christ. Listen to that again. I firmly believe sharing the gospel with someone you have built equitable relationship with increases the chances of them coming to Christ. Now, what does that look like? What does that mean? You, you're in there with them. You're in the trenches with them, right? That means that, hey, you may, have to go, you may have to go and be a part of some places that sin is around. Oh, my goodness. 
You may have to actually dive in there a little bit. It doesn't mean that you go in and you go sin, but it means that, hey, sinners are where sinners is where sin is being committed. And if we're going to have them come out of that, then we have to invest relationally with them. Woo, struggle for this guy right here. I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. There's a lot of people in Saline County that do not know Jesus Christ. They know of him, but they do not know him. How often do you say, well, I go to so-and-so church, or I go to this church, right? You're like, oh, thank goodness. You kind of kind of breathe a, a sigh of relief. Like, oh, good, thank goodness. We should have the opposite effect. Let's press, let's press, right? When should we share the gospel? When the opportunity presents itself. Romans 10, 13 through 15 says this, for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. This is your purpose. Ultimate purpose is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. People are not saved, listen to me church, by literally just telling them that Jesus loves you. We have got to squash that in the ground. It's okay to tell someone that Jesus loves them. But if that is your scenario of saying, this is how I share the gospel with someone, that isn't it. Because Jesus love you to someone who doesn't know who Jesus is means something completely different from the person who has relationship with Jesus. And the person who has relationship with Jesus knows this, that someone at some point in time, when it was right and when the Lord was calling on your name, you ran out of that grave, right? But someone, at some point in time, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, someone shared the good news of Jesus with you, which is exactly why you have relationship with him. Romans 10, 17, just a, just a verse up says this. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. You hear the good news that Jesus died for your sin. He rose again on the third day, defeating your death so that you can live and that you can have relationship with him. That's when we do it. And then, of course, we get to the, the, the next question, like where? Where does this happen? Where does this occur? Anywhere and everywhere, hopefully. Anywhere and everywhere. Mark 16, 15 says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Mark just lays it out, right? Matthew has this, he has this big commission, but, but Mark's just like, listen, just go and tell everyone about Jesus. That's how excited you should be about it. Right, but you're, you're thinking like, well, where am I gonna do this? Where, where are these, these relationships that I have? Well, maybe it's at home. Maybe you got kids that you need to be sharing the gospel with. Parents, are we praying for our kids' salvation? Grandparents, are we praying for our grandkids' salvation? Hey, can it, can it happen at church? Absolutely. How many people have been saved in these walls over the last two months? It's incredible to think about. Absolutely. God can save people right here. Where can he do it? He can do it at your work. He can do it at the gym. 
He can do it at a community group. He can do it in the grocery store, the hair salon, the nail salon. What he can do it anywhere. He can do it on the golf course. He can do it at deer camp or out on the boat fishing. He can save anyone, anywhere, at any time. The fact is, do you believe that? And do you believe that the power that lives in you can also live in someone else? Because if we don't believe that, then we're selfish, right? Shane Pruden, in his book, he, was, he, was, he told this story uh, that he had this, this guy that he went to college with, and they were big buddies, big study partners. And, and uh, he, he, was, he was studying with him, and this guy that he'd been with for months just came in, rushed in, and said, man, Shane, dude, I got saved last night. And Shane Pruitt was just like, oh, thank goodness, man. I am proud of you. He started hugging him. And, and then he could kind of sense and see that his friend's face just kind of dwindled down a little bit. He said, Shane, let me ask you a question. You, you're Christian, right? Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely, I'm a Christian. Do you believe in this place called hell? Yeah, I believe in it. He said, why wouldn't you tell me? We've been spending months studying, talking about football, talking about fishing, talking about all these other things. And you never took time to just tell me about this literal place called hell that I could be eternally separated from, from my forever creator. I hope that's not us this morning. I hope that, that we have a drive in us. If you're a saved child of God, you may be an introvert, an extrovert, or somewhere in the middle. But you have relationships with people, no matter where you fall. And you should be sharing the gospel. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about living in step with Jesus. That's great. That's a good purpose. That's what we're supposed to look like as Christians. I'm not talking about giving somebody a bottle of water and saying, Jesus loves you. I'm saying sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, with your words. So let's just take a look real quick. How does this even look? Be real simple with you. We're, we're getting real close to being over. So just hang in with me. Just lean in with me for just a little bit longer. Pray about it and for it. Pray about it and for it. When's the last time that you sat down and in your prayer time prayed specifically for someone to have salvation in their life? Hopefully you're doing it every week. Hopefully that's what we can think of. Hopefully there are people that we're praying for. And here's the deal. (laughs) We, we have this going on in our church. We have people who've thought they've been saved their whole life that are getting saved. Why? Because they're hearing the good news of Jesus and they're, and they're figuring out like, oh, this is a real thing. I need Jesus in my life. And so maybe, maybe you're sitting here and you're, you're wondering, you're thinking, man, like, I, I don't know any lost people. We'll, we'll start trying to find some people that say they're saved, but don't act like it and start praying for them. Start praying for their salvation. And maybe they are saved, maybe they're not. But we have to start praying for somebody. So you want it? You want, you want God to give you opportunities? You want to have your ultimate purpose secured in your life? You got to pray for it. You got to pray about it. Maybe you're not specifically uh, saying, man, I'm praying for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. 
Well, what about this? Just pray for it. Jesus, there are thousands of people in Saline County that need Jesus, that need you. God, I'm praying now that they find Jesus. It's that simple. You want to know how it happens? You want to know how it begins? You pray about it. And you pray for it. You allow God to use you in daily opportunities. You ever, you ever gone by somebody <laughs> in the grocery store or the hair salon or wherever you're going as you're going, right? And you know this person. Maybe you're striking up a conversation, then you walk away from that conversation, and you're like, oh, man, did I just miss that? Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that experiences that, but I hope not. You know, PJ said something in his message the other day or the, uh, a few Sundays ago that I'll probably butcher, but I'm going to try to say it anyway. <laughs> but he said something along the lines of like that, that we have master's degree in what not to do. Masters, we're great at it. Ah, yeah, the not to's, I can do that all day. How are we doing with the commands to do? Right? And this is it. And the last one, this is, <laughs> you may think I'm crazy, but get some reps in. <laughs> hey, let me, let me, I've been, I've been going to the gym here lately. I know it doesn't look like it, but I have been. <laughs> I'm trying, y'all. Okay? And so they do, I, I, listen, I call them they. We, I try. <laughs> Okay, but like some of them make it look so easy. They're up there doing pull-ups and they're these open and close or whatever the heck that means. <laughs> and so they're, they're up there they're doing all these different things and I'm just like, oh my goodness. And so, but, but, but they're getting, they're, they're just, they're rock stars at it. And when I, when I first started going, I was like, I'm just hanging at the bar. Like, is this supposed to move? Is this supposed to move me or, oh, I'm supposed to move. Okay, I got it. But you know, now I just finished week eight, right? And, and going and going, woohoo, yes. All right, I just finished week eight. This is why I still have dad bod, right? But, but here's the deal, I just finished week eight and I figured out like, hey, I'm getting a little bit better. Week three, got a little better, bit, bit more better at it, right? I got a little bit better. Week five, got a little bit better, right? Hey, by week six, I was able to do a few pull-ups even like, woohoo, we're getting there, right? Right, but what, what was happening? What was happening? My, I was getting strengthened in my shoulders and in my muscles. I was getting, getting more strengthened. Why? Because I was getting reps in. Right, I was getting stronger. I was getting more able to. I was getting more comfortable with, with the movements of what it's supposed to look like and how you're supposed to do it. So if you really want to be comfortable in sharing the good news with Jesus Christ, get some reps in. Get it in. You're like, you're like, well, where do I do that? I don't care in front of your mirror. <laughs> on, your, on your way to work while you're driving. Like, just go in your head how you would present the gospel with someone. Tell your story to yourself. Hey, in your community group, why don't you just share your story? When you're, when you're tucking your kids at night, have they ever heard your salvation story? Tell them. Hey, spouses, do you know your spouse's testimony? Their salvation story? That's where you get reps in. It's where you get it. It's where you get comfortable. Hey, at the beginning of this message, and Marianne's going to make her way. We're going to get ready for a time to close and time to make decisions. I told you guys that Jesus never changed the message. Right? He never changed the message. Our purpose has always been to share the good news of Jesus Christ and what he came and did. It's always been that way, and here's how I know. In Matthew, way back in chapter 4, 
before we ever get to the end in chapter 28, here's what Jesus did. Right after he was in the wilderness, he'd been tempted by the devil, and now he's like, I'm ready to start my mission. This was his first thing to do. And listen to the words that Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 4, 18 through 20. He says, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, said, come follow me and I will make you fish for people. Jesus' message never changed. It was always about you. It was always about going after people with his message, with his mission. And what was that mission? What was his cause for you? It was for him to be that sacrificial lamb that was there in the beginning, that we knew that at the end in Revelation would be slain but would be redeemed, that would redeem you. Is that you this morning? Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you are a saved child of God. When are you gonna start praying for, for the gospel to be coming out of your mouth instead of somebody else's? When are you gonna begin to pray for that? Maybe you're sitting on the fence this morning and you're questioning, hey, do I have that relationship with Jesus? Hey, come and find out. We would love to pray with you. We would love to seek God's guidance in that decision for your life. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you just know without a shadow of a doubt, you do not know Jesus as your Savior. You know of Him, but you know for a fact you don't have Him and you don't have a relationship with Him. This will do you no good because your purpose yet is not to share the gospel, it's to get it. And then, oh man, what God can do with your life. But until you know Jesus, until you have that great purpose, it doesn't matter how many times you share the gospel with somebody, you will always need it until you got it. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.